And welcome to We Are The People Radio. This is your host, Jason Preston, and the lovely Alexia Preston. What's up, baby? Doing great. You are doing great. <laughs> happy, happy Friday. Happy Friday, or whenever you're watching this. Or whatever this. day this is when you're watching <laughs> this. But I'll tell you a hint, it's very snowy today. Oh, yeah. So but Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's still <laughs> it's snowing. The, it's still snowing. It's like end of March. So... Thank you guys for being here. Uh, today, we're going to talk about, I got to tell you, uh, this show is one of those shows that's probably going to get us in a lot of trouble. <laughs> maybe not us, but maybe others. Well, yeah, well, yeah. So uh, buckle your seatbelts <clears throat> because uh, we have another show with uh, Chelsea Hope coming on today so we're pretty pumped about that we'll be bringing her on in just a second here but um chelsea always brings the fire she does bring the fire and uh after we do shows with her all the phones get lit up and all the politicians start trying to get us to take this stuff down so <gasps> she is uh, a fierce warrior she's uh, researches everything and uh i'll tell you this this show's spicy yeah we're dropping names and a lot of names now i just want to give that put this out there um I'm not big on uh, conspiracy theory stuff, but there. But what what we do know is it's it's naive to not know that there's corruption. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> when we bring people on here, the goal is to expose the corruption. Because go ahead, what do you well, got? Well, and it's also open for you to take it for what it was, take right. it for what it is. This is the research. You can interpret it how you want. You know, we're going to lay out the facts. Chelsea's going to lay out the facts from the research she did. But it's up to you at home to figure out what to do with it and what to make of it. Yes. So we're going to name a lot of names today. And it's names you know. Um, I'm not implicating anybody. But what we are going to show is who these people are and uh, the organizations they're involved with. And uh, you can make you're your going to be able to make your own assumption about some of these people. But, uh, you know, we know, you know, one of the things we know about Utah, we talked about, there is this du- pr- principle duality. Um <clears throat> where there's most light, there's most darkness. And there's a lot of light in Utah. There's a lot of just great people here. Um, but on the flip side, you have a lot of darkness. Mm-hmm. And that darkness usually centers around power. So we're going to be talking about, uh, we talked about a lot of the connections in Utah with Utah and kind of the uh, World Economic Forum, uh, the UN, some of these, uh, you know, global uh, organizations. But today we get a little deep and we do drop names. So anyways, uh, buckle your seatbelt and... Uh, Make sure you're following us. Go to our website, uh, wearethepeople.org. Um, <clears throat> follow us on Rumble, We Are the People UT. That's the same as our Instagram. If you're not on Instagram, I mean, that's where we have most of our followers, and it's the same thing, We Are the People UT. Uh, YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, Apple, all the major podcasts, it's We Are the People Radio. So follow us there. And then today, uh, I want to thank J&M Steele for being absolute lights out patriots you talk about people you know when we were at the capitol uh, last year standing up for um, um we had people in the state that wanted to p- push the vaccine passports and they wanted to ma- mandate basically for people to be able to go have to have a uh, passport to go into certain businesses and we had a lot of businesses stand up and and go to the capitol take time out of the day and speak and and try to stop this legislation um JM Steel was one of those comp- one of those companies. So this is a company that doesn't just talk the talk; they walk the walk. They they are they're invested in fighting for freedom and and standing up to corruption. So JM Steel, thank you guys for being absolute patriots, and not just you know at the top, but even their employees uh, 
incredible people. So without be, that, with all that being said, let's welcome to the stage. The stage. Why don't you welcome her? <laughs> yes, Chelsea Hope. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. Chelsea. She's the, always dropping the truth bombs. Trying to. You know, <coughs> this has to, to be bombs. one of our most requested guests. Most requested by, by far. For sure. Yep. Hands, hands down. You know, we have great conversation on here. Um, and conversation's always great. Debate, you know, especially this week, we've had some great guests on. But there's nothing like the way you present and you lay out the facts. So thank you for the research you do and, and putting this together because it's, it's powerful. Yeah. Chelsea is straight up warrior. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if you're corrupt, which I know a lot of people who are going to who are she, who are going to be naming names are going to be seeing this. You're on notice. You're on notice. And those of you who have not been caught yet, you should be concerned about this girl. <laughs> so all props to Chelsea. Uh, in all in all honesty, I she does all she puts a lot on the line to to get this information and to put it out there for us. So. Um, it's easy for us to come and put on the show, but the, the hours, and you're going to see as we go through this, the hours of, of countless hours she's put into researching and bringing darkness to light because corruption and darkness, corruption grows in darkness. And when there's no accountability, when we bring, shine the light on the corruption, like cockroaches, they, these, these people run and they hide. So thank you for the hours you've done. And with that being said, let's talk about Envision Utah. Envision Utah, yeah, and thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate you giving me a voice to get it out there. Yeah. So um, I would really uh, recommend for those of you who haven't watched the videos that we did on, uh, I did one on The Point with you, the 15-minute city here in yeah. Utah, and uh, Utah Freedom Coalition did one on um, the Utah Inland Port. So um, Envision Utah is the big kind of driving force behind those two organizations. Um, so I recommend if you haven't watched those videos to go back and watch them because okay. it'll make a lot more sense how this all ties together. So Envision Utah is a company that uh, basically is pushing, if there's an organization who's pushing all this globalism here in Utah, it is Envision Utah. Yeah. And yeah. so what we're going to talk about today is who is Envision Utah? Who are the key players? Yeah. So um, we're going to kind of go in and out of Envision Utah at the beginning. So okay. <laughs> it might feel like a little bit of a roller coaster, but stay with me. Let's let's go on a journey. I want to show you who the players are here um, and how they're connected to a lot of the NGOs and nonprofits in the state. Um, big ones. So three of the big players we have is Spencer Eccles, John Huntsman Jr., and Mike Levitt. And they're all okay. very tied to Envision And this Utah. is Eccles, the same Eccles that uh, Eccles Stadium is mm-hmm. named after. Yes. Okay, um, and John, his, his John Huntsman Jr., who just ran for governor, mm-hmm. who was the, uh, well, we're going to dig into him, and Mike Levitt, who was former governor. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, and so brother f- of David Levitt, the, yes. uh, the <laughs> disgraced, I guess you can say. Disgraced, Dis- to say the least. Utah County District Attorney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was involved somewhat in those ritual ritualistic abuse? Yeah, allegedly. He's allegedly. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say allegedly that he actually came forward and and, and uh, talked a little bit about. So yeah. again, all this stuff is uh, is coming to the surface. So yeah. So okay, first we have Spencer Eccles. Now his uncle is Mariner S. Eccles, who was chairman of the Federal Reserve under President Franklin D. Roosevelt. So he was actually invited um, to go speak with Roosevelt. Um, he was a banker who reorganized and consolidated the assets of his father's industrial conglomerate. Um, his father was uh, David. So that's where we get the David Eccles, you know, the stadium, 
um, the foundation and the uh, school of business. So University this is like early Utah. 1900s, you mm-hmm. know, Great Depression kind of era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His father. Well, Mariner. Mariner. Mariner was through the Depression, yeah, okay. the Great Depression. So, uh, and Banking Network. So he expanded the banking interests into a large Western chain of banks called the Eccles Browning Affiliated Banks. He was a millionaire by the age of 22. Uh, the company withstood several bank runs during the Great Depression, and as a leading banker, he became involved with the creation of the Emergency Banking Act of 1933 and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. Um, he participated in the World War II Bretton Woods negotiations. So basically, under Roosevelt, he himself helped create the World Bank um, and International Monetary Fund. It Diana. feels like there was a lot of weird stuff going on back then, like with the Titanic. I won't get into that tangent, but it was something to do with the bankers. Yeah. I mean, the Federal Reserve a little before that, but that's that's when this country, yeah. I would say we really started losing this country. Mm-hmm. Well, and we know, you know, <coughs> Rockefeller, Rothschild, I mean, that's all coming out now. It's, it's not a <laughs> secret anymore. Yeah. Those uh, conspiracy theories are... Uh, yeah. What's been going on with those banks? <laughs> Uh, so Mariel Eccles, I'm sorry, um, Spencer Eccles, again, Mariner's nephew, um, <clears throat> who basically runs all the Eccles foundations right now, gave a speech about his uncle on the Bretton Woods. Um, and just so you're aware, he does chair the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco. Now the Eccles have continued to chair the Federal Reserve, um, since Mariner's participation in creating the World Bank and IMF. Um, and here you can just see some of the uh, archives and links associated with Mariner. Um, Walker F. Todd was an assistant general counsel and research officer at the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland. And he's been through a lot of you know, uh, Mariner's papers and uh, notes and did a whole paper on him and kind of the mindset and psychology he thought was going on with him. Um, but some of the things that he wrote about him, let's see, I remember. And Chelsea comes with all the receipts, so <laughs> feel free to pause this at any time and read through. Yeah. Um, Eccles obtained Roosevelt's consent to pursue initiatives to centralize the monetary powers of the Federal Reserve System at the board. So Eccles was very involved with wanting to centralize power. His testimony before the committee included his usual ideas, which fairly could be regarded as Keynesian, I never know how to say that word, (laughs) but on having the federal government incur a budget deficit deliberately in order to provide fiscal stimulus to the economy. He supported a federal bank deposit guarantee law, a $52.5 billion payment by the federal government to depositors of failed banks uh, to raise agriculture prices. Uh, Let's see here. After the inauguration, Eccles corresponded with acquaintances in Washington about his ideas on what ought to be done, uh, again, about the Great Depression. He sent a telegram to Senator John Townsend, a supporter of inflationary finance, on April 20th, advocating a $5 billion treasury bond. Oop, I have no idea what I just did. (laughs) Uh, To be purchased in its entirety by the Federal Reserve in order to bring about controlled inflation. So when was this? Give us a, a, an idea of what time was, I think, we're hopping back and forth. Oh, this was, I'm trying to remember what year exactly. Roughly, though. roughly. 
World Bank well, was, was after, created. Yeah, I mean, it was after the federal, after the Great Depression. Okay, so we're, yeah. after so we're back in. Yeah, this is still yeah. early. This 19th. is they're going through. This the, is still his father. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Okay. He's okay. coming through the Great Depression, and they're trying to figure out ways to come out of the Great Depression. And he's so Eccles originally. Which is why, which is where they really started consolidating all the power of the Federal mm-hmm. Reserve. This is where the Federal Reserve went from being having very minimal and then the low in, and income tax being very small to after the Great Depression, that's when the Federal Reserve came and kind of consolidated everything and became a great monster. So and, he, and he was part of that. So the origins right. are actually probably <coughs> well-intentioned. Uh, no. No. The Federal Reserve, no. This, this, I mean, no. Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, there was a lot. Of, I mean, this they is, wanted yeah, to consolidate. I mean, the Federal Reserve is a private-owned bank. Mm-hmm. They wanted to centralize that, power. That's running our, that is running our country and, that, yeah. and, and has congressional power behind it. That is absolutely insanity. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see Ron Paul. That's why you see a lot of these these the good people in office. The few they are always about abolishing the Fed because it's a private owned bank. It's like the three of us owning a bank, making a deal with Congress, and having Congress being able to enforce everything we do. I mean, it's completely unconstitutional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was involved in in that. So no, this is there's nothing good about this. Yeah. Now there were reports, and and Todd, the guy that wrote this, does mention sometimes that. Um, he kind of wonders if originally he had good intentions but just was influenced. But later, so as we get later on in the paper, um, alternative names for the earlier and simpler forms of the political economy model, which Eccles was modeling, include Christian socialism, corporativism, or corporatism. Um, but there are subtle distinctions among these three terms. It is generally acknowledged that for Americans, Benito Mussolini's rise to power in Italy was the event that focused public attention to his brand of corporativism, which he called fascism. So he's he's comparing it to the same thing. Uh, Let's see here. Hoover was still clinging to some tattered remnants, principles regarding individuals, while grandly subsidizing corporations while the board was centralizing decision-making authority and establishing direct relationships between that center and individuals. That latter way was the road to industrial planning and corporatism. Hoover cleared the path, and the board wanted to pave it, and Eccles sat on that board. So um, here's from the history archives. You can uh, pause some of these if you want, but talks about Mariner and how he tackled the Great Depression, was a Utah banker. Yeah, and so what we'll do, too, is in the show notes, we're going to have links to all this, Mm -hmm. so where we may not be able to get into it in detail here, the notes are here, so you can go through and and actually take the time to go through and read some of these documents, but they're all here. Right, and I'm probably going to skip through the rest of these, but I do just want to read this because it gets you into his head. This is a quote by Eccles directly. We have a complete economic plant able to supply a superabundance of not only all of the necessities of our people, but the comforts and luxuries as well, Eccles said. Our problem then becomes one purely of distribution. Income and wealth, Eccles explained, had not been spread evenly enough during the boom times of the 1920s. Hoarding by people and banks alike took money out of productive use, and the only remedy was government intervention through massive expenditures on home-building public works and the like. It's a national disgrace, he said, that such suffering should be permitted in this, the wealthiest country in the world. The present condition is not the fault of the unemployed, but that of our business, financial, and political leadership. It is incomprehensible that the people of this country should very much longer stupidly continue to suffer the waste, the breadlines, the suicides, and the despair. Yeah, in other words... Does that sound familiar? In other Mm. words, a war on capitalism. Yeah. 
So all those hoarders. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're hearing those same narratives now. So skip through this. If you guys want to pause and read, you can, and I'll, I'll provide links, but so here you have the, um, George S and Dolores Storrs Eccles foundation. So here again is Spencer Eccles. He sits on the board of directors of that. And he, so this is Spencer Eccles. This is Mariner's nephew, nephew. Mm -hmm. Nephew, which is Rice Eccles stadium. Yes. Mm Okay. Present day. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about him. Right, and his uh, daughter, Hope, I believe it's his daughter, um, is married to Randall Corals. And Randall Corals, I think he just resigned, but as of pretty, pretty recently, he was the vice chairman of the Federal Reserve still. Um, and he, he's over the Sinosier Group, which is a, a big group and was founded by the Eccles Foundation. So, so this is like 100 years later, and we still have the same people. The same family well, has been running the Federal generational. Reserve. Generational. This, this corruption is always generational. Yeah. So Utah banker, and this is, you know, helps create the World Bank and IMF. So here we have the David Eccles School of Business um, through the the Policy Institute at the University of Utah, um, Kemsey Gardner Policy Institute through the University of Utah. So they're very closely tied together. And you'll you'll hear a lot about Kemsey Gardner Policy Institute. Um, When we, our governor or our government, comes out and talks about, you know, the statistics on whether it's mental health and suicide or the air quality or transit or housing, you know, whatever it is, this, the statistics and the research and the, it all comes from the science. Yes. The science. This, this is basically <laughs> what they use to back up whatever they want to push. Whatever right. Agendas. And then the financials Kinsey for Institute. budget reports to the governor. Right. Okay. It's always the Eccles or I'm sorry, the Kempsey Garner policy Institute through the Eccles school of business or through the university of Utah. So then we have John Huntsman jr. Um, he began his career as a White House staff for Ronald Reagan, and he has served in every White House administration since except for the Biden administration. Um, he was appointed Deputy Assistant Secretary of Commerce and U.S. Ambassador to Singapore by George H.W. Bush under Bill Clinton, appointed U.S. Deputy Trade Representative under George W. Bush, and this is where he launched global trade negotiations um, in 2001, and he guided China into the World Trade Organization. So John Huntsman Jr. played a big part in bringing China. So if, and I think a lot of our listeners understand the problems with China by now. Um, <clears throat> but um, China, they have one mission, one goal, and that is to take down the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, you know, the Chinese Communist Party. That is their, that is their goal. They are, they are fundamentally at war with, with the ideas of the Constitution. What most people forget, because our history books don't teach this how conveniently, is that uh, in the recent, I knew it was going to do that. <laughs> and he I tried to us. turn that off. I was like, <laughs> all right. Throw his phone but I had it close. Them. I had it close. Those dang crickets. They're always trying to spoil us. They're trying to get so, you to eat them. All right. Yes, they are. <laughs> At least it's a soothing sound. It's a soothing sound. All right. So China, third world country, not that long ago. How do they become... That they go from a third world country to becoming a superpower that is we are now on the verge of of war with. Yeah. Who who has more manpower? Like literally, they have especially combined with Russia. They have the ability to take down this country. How did that happen? It was because our politicians Mm -hmm. sold our country out to them. Where did all our manufacturing go? Everything that made America great and made America an incredible country that made America you know and the amazing nation it is. 
the ability to manufacture. Yeah. I mean, everything we the, we had, we sold out to China on these trade agreements. It was backdoor deals made by our politicians, John Huntsman Jr. especially. I mean, we could go through and name politician after politician after politician, especially right here in Utah that's been involved, making money off these China, deals with China and selling our country out. So to me, this is a big one because when, we, when China wages war on this country, it will be because of politicians like John Huntsman Jr. Mm -hmm. who sold us out and enriched them and while they enriched themselves at, at a cost of putting our children in chains. Right. And, you know, we have a lot of alfalfa farms in Utah that are owned by China. And pig farms. Yes. Um, there was a bill passed this legislative session. I don't remember which one or who it was. I gave public comment against it. And, of course, they just railroaded over me and ignored my comment. But um, basically it states that in order to own farmland and land here, you don't have to live here to do it. And I gave comment saying, yeah. we have China owns alfalfa farms here. You are opening the gate for this. And they they passed it through anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're going to get into this. So keep on going yeah. about John Huntsman Jr. Because we're going to be naming a lot of uh, names people know. And yeah. uh, and just follow the follow the rabbit trail. Right. And it's not going to be just um, sentences for very long. So just bear with me here. Um, let's see here. Where did we leave off? Well, about him being the ambassador of China. <sighs> yep. Under okay. Bush. So then he is Utah's governor. Then he, uh, U.S. ambassador to China. So he brought China into the world trade organization right. under George Lee Bush. Then he's Utah's governor, and then he becomes the U.S. ambassador to China under Barack Obama. Right. That's just a lovely president to be ambassador to China under. Is that why he left uh, his position as Utah governor? I think so. Interesting. Because yeah. he was governor from 2005 to 2009, and then 2009 to 2011. He became yeah, I think it was ambassador. After, after governor. Yeah, he went and became okay. ambassador. Yeah. And then he became the U.S. ambassador to Russia, but he resigned early under Trump. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, what else we got? Okay, so then you've got him here uh, with the World Trade Center Utah. And again, you're going to want to go back and watch the video on the Utah Inland Port, which is very closely tied okay, to... World Trade Center Utah. Mm -hmm. What is World Trade Center Utah? It's tied very closely, partnered very closely with uh, the Utah Inland Port Authority, and we're basically a global logistics and supply chain, a global hub for world trade. They've bypassed um, coastal ports um, and, and checks. And so they're, they're bringing everything into our state. And we have a lot of, um, they teamed up with Stryker, Teresa Foxley and Dan Hemmer, who uh, Governor Cox appointed, brought Stryker, which is a medical company, um, into Utah through our inland port, which basically these two. And we've done a show. If you haven't seen <clears throat> the show on the inland port, you need to watch the show yeah. on the inland port because mm -hmm. the inland port exposes a lot of this. Yeah. Again, which is a, it's again, it's, it's the World Economic Forum, the UN basically partnering in, and taking control of a major part of Utah. Right. Yeah. They brought Stryker in and Stryker's partner directly with Rockefeller. So we, you start to see a lot of partnerships with Rockefeller. Like, okay. with the, you know, we've talked about that before. Um, but he held a Huntsman Jr with the Council on Foreign Relations and a bunch of other groups, um, World Trade Center, Utah Inland Port. Um, he held a China uh, Challenge Summit at the University of Utah, where they talked about uh, trade with China and U.S. foreign relations with China. I think it was like $350 per ticket. Um, but you can see here, World Trade Center of Utah, he sits on the board Here's where they had the challenge summit. I went back and found the, uh, they still had the link up. 
2022, the China Challenge Summit will be one of the most important gatherings of leaders and experts in U.S.-China relations, international trade and business, national security policy, and others to provide private and public sector leaders with both strategic insight and tactical advice for operating the current global environment. Is this related at all to the World Trade Center in New York, or is it just... Yeah, they're all connected. No, yeah, exactly. How, how many World Trade Centers are there? Yeah. Well, it's somewhat of a generic name, but it's interesting. We were talking about the tied. UN presence, yes. and UN has their, their headquarters in New York. It's interesting. There's like sister cities almost. Yeah. 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 Um, the summit was created by UVU and World Trade Center Utah, featured experts on mutual political, economic, and security interests between China and the United States. Experts included former Deputy National Security Advisor Matt Pottinger, U.S.-China Business Council President Craig Allen, UVU President Astrid uh, Tuminez. Also, Council of Foreign Relations. Tell us about her, Alexia. Tell us about Astrid. I was just looking at her bio on the UVU (coughs) website, and she's actually a proud member, a proud permanent permanent member of the Council of Foreign Relations. And if you don't know who the Council or what the Council of Foreign Relations is, Mm-hmm. Do, that's that should be 101 as far as corrupt globalist yeah. organizations. In fact, they're probably that's maybe one of the most corrupted groups, yeah, consolidated groups of power yeah. as far as these, as these people. So the fact that she's a permanent member on there should be alarm yeah. bells going off for people who know what that organization is. If you're bored later and look for something to do, just take the <laughs> yander into that little <laughs> rabbit hole. Go look, go look that up. Uh, let's see here and former U.S. Ambassador to China, John Huntsman. We're not here to fall back on conventional wisdom and sound bites, Huntsman said. We're on the front end of what will be the defining decade of the U.S.-China relationship. Um, so that was held here in Utah yeah. at EVU. Um, right from the Utah Inland Port Authority, Utah is positioned to be a leadership position in funneling cargo into the interior, interior of the country where it can be handled more appropriately. And again... There's no checks in there. Yeah. And again, go in. back and see the video we did on the Inland Port to get into the deep dive. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All kinds of traffic. And yeah. That opens the door for. So this is Huntsman Jr. just off the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission with the Huntsman Corporation. Um, he is tied to Vanguard and to BlackRock. Oh, I did Vanguard twice. There it is, BlackRock. And then Vanguard is also tied to Stryker, which again is Rockefeller, which we brought into our inland port. Uh, these are some of the uh, his assets, funds, and holdings. Uh, so you can see Ford, Chevron. They're not all on here. Hilton Worldwide, Caterpillar, Huntsman Corporation. Now, you can click into any of these, and it will take you on a spider web <laughs> through all of them. But one example of some further connections here is Caterpillar. And on the board of directors for Caterpillar... Uh, we have David Calhoun, who is the head of private equity portfolio operations of the Blackstone Group, which is mm. connected to BlackRock. Um, and he has also given, he's funneled, and, you know, later, if we want to bring on the, you know, the tax forms and financial documents, and I can show you how they're funneling it, we can do that. But um, he's donated to Mitt, Romney, Mitt Romney's campaigns. Um, and then you see Susan Schwab. Now, this is the international, I'm sorry, Marriott International and then you see Susan Schwab again. That's yeah, funny. It's the same group of players. Okay. And David Marriott, right? Okay. Now, he's not on the website, but if you look at the Security Exchange Commission. It's all public records. Right. 
So here you've got David Marriott, Susan Schwab. They serve with Mitt Romney. All the same people. Yeah. Marriott okay. International. Okay. And now remember this name, Arn Sorensen, okay? Sure. Just so you guys are aware, Marriott International is directly partnered with the World Economic Forum. And in Sad, because we love Marriott. <laughs> yeah. In order to be a partner with the World Economic Forum, you have to make a commitment to implement their agenda in your local communities, which is why they're pushing Agenda 2030 so much here, which, yeah. uh, again, go back and watch some of the other videos we've done, and, and we'll sh we sh show you that. Yeah, it's sad, because, again, we, I love Marriott. A lot of these. I mean, mm. every, on the surface, all of this might even sound good. You know, some companies you trust, some names you trust, you know, initiatives that sound great on the surface. But when you peel back the layers and you see what's yeah. underneath, you realize it's mm -hmm. it's a lot more nefarious. I mean, and that's kind of one of the things that talks about in the end times is how people, the darkness we brought yeah. to light. Uh -huh. You know, these people have been, you know, and it's hard because it's a lot of people you see that are seem like good people in the community that do a lot of good. And, and these some of these people do do good. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is there's some very nefarious things happening right beneath our noses right. here in Utah. And there are some, I mean, you've got, I'm sorry, they're just, there is evil here. There are these pl players that are, they're evil. They've and sold their souls. And masquerading as good. Yeah. That's, and that's the worst type. Right. And I mean, then, that's like the George Bushes. I mean, it's, it's. I, I would yeah. I would rather have someone who is, you know who he is and he's corrupt than right. these people masquerading as good people. Which is part of the problem we have in Utah. We don't have a Republican party. We have a rhino party. Like mm. that, or that's we, have, what, we have an establishment party. That's what right. we have. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. Um, okay. So I remember Arn Sorensen. Okay. Um, okay. Now he, again, served on Mira International with Mitt Romney and these other people. And then he serves... Uh, he uh, has connections to Vanguard and BlackRock. And he serves on a board directly with Bill Gates. I think Arn Sorensen actually just passed away recently. But we've got these ties here. And then Meta Platforms, which is Facebook, Facebook and Metaverse, which is bringing in the fourth industrial revolution. Right. So the artificial intelligence, all that stuff you're hearing. Um, okay, so back to Huntsman here. Lake City. He's connected to Vanguard, Capital World, World Investors, and BlackRock, State Street, Invesco, Charles Schwab, uh, Wells Fargo, which I believe was acquired by the Eccles, Bank of New York, Bank of Montreal, Canada, and then Rothschild. Mm. Rothschild, yeah. Yeah. So that's Huntsman Jr. connected to him. And you can see he's got Huntsman's Holdings in Netherlands and offshore offshore accounts. So we won't get too much into that. We'll move on to Mike and bear with me and we'll start to show you some how they're connected kind of to everything throughout the state here. Uh, so Mike Levitt was governor of Utah, administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency under George W. Bush, which has a lot of power here yep. now. Uh, U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services. Then he chaired the National Governors Association. He led Utah's preparation for the 2002 Winter Olympics, which I find interesting because that was around the time where that whole bribery and fraud scandal happened. Mm. Um, a few people, I don't know if they were resigned or fired, I can't remember, but um, Romney and Eccles ended up um, on the board together running that, and it just so happened to be at the Rice Eccles Olympic Stadium 
and this is the year that they assured all that surveillance in. So uh, now they're looking at doing the Olympics here again, what, 2030, <laughs> ironically. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. He founded the Western Governors Association, led the Republican Governors Association, and the Council of State Governments, which these aren't government groups. They're all... <laughs> They're all kind of shadow government, just NGOs. They're, they're governors and coming together. And this is part of the problem that we're seeing is how we've lost checks and balances, right? So we've got uh, a federal and a state level working together, and then we've got state and local, and then we've got governors from other states coming together, deciding together what is best for all of our states instead of each individual governor listening right. to what the people of that state want. And they're pushing these agendas everywhere. So um, love it partners, love it strategies, all, all these groups, businesses. Okay, and then the Chinese government awarded him the China Public Health Award. It's the first time this award has ever been given to a foreign government official. He must be That's a really a good global citizen. High <laughs> ESG score. Yeah. <laughs> so you're seeing these same people, and kind of how we're seeing come out on a federal level, a lot of truth being dropped with a lot of you know, the Twitter files and everything coming out, um, where they their entire life, I mean, for decades, they've continued to just be involved from one government position to the next, and then you see all of them uh, giving each other positions on boards of their companies and funneling tax dollars in. And Okay, so here's Envision Utah, right? And again, Envision Utah runs the Inland Port and uh, the Point, which is a 15-minute city. And one of the founders was John Huntsman, Jr. The origins of the Colo coalition for Utah's future uh, make its role with Envision Utah somewhat ironic. When the coalition for Utah's future was formed in 1988 as a multi-issue organization, Utah was experiencing a recession that caused many residents to leave the state in order uh, to seek employment opportunities. The coalition's board, which was comprised of a diverse group of community leaders, began working on ways to affect economic growth and attract new business to the state. So they created Envision Utah. Over the years, the Coalition for Utah's Future worked to increase discussion, cooperation, and consensus building on a variety of issues, including affordable housing. Buzzword. <laughs> yeah. Neighborhood and community issues, education, which we're seeing how that's infiltrating mm -hmm. edu education now, children, wildland, healthcare, rural economics, development, water, air pollution, all of it. Okay, so Envision Utah, we have the board of directors. Again, we're getting into, into Envision Utah today. We'll probably do another show on it because Envision Utah is, if there's one organization that's kind of leading all of the corruption in Utah, it is Envision Utah. Yeah. So who's on the board? These, you know, these players who are leading it, it's very important people to know. Right. Okay, so obviously Mike Levitt and Larry H. Miller isn't around anymore, but Gil Miller with the Larry H. Uh, Miller Group is very involved with a lot of this stuff. Gary Herbert, Spencer Eccles, <laughs> Kevin Gardner. Again, Kim Gardner with the Kemsey Gardner Policy Institute. Now, if you look at the advisory board for the Kemsey Gardner Policy Institute, you have Mike Levitt and Mitt Romney working together. Uh, Gail Miller again. Scott Anderson with Zions Bank. Remember that name? Yeah, Gail Miller, she's also involved with Secure the Vote, which basically mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> gutted the Republican Party and took the, took the power out of the people and the party itself and turned the power over to... Uh, the politicians and corporations. So, yeah. you know, it's sad because you think it's just sad. It's sad, you know, but there are, 
it's sad to see these people and these people we know that are doing this. And the, the mm-hmm. reason, and it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's so frustrating to see that. But the things these people are doing are definitely not only not good, but they're destroying this country. Yeah. Um, so Mike Levitt, again. So we have these same players. Ann Milner with our Utah State Legislature. And pay attention now. We're going to be probably saying a lot of more familiar names for people on a local level, a lot of state legislators and state reps. Yeah. Um, and again, why do we have, you know, Mitt Romney, a U.S. senator, um, with state legislatures? Um, and you'll see... Uh, let's see. It's a big old club. And you ain't in it. it. Yeah. <laughs> George Carlin was like a prophet. It's so true. <laughs> uh, Eccles. And then with, I was going to say, Spencer Cox, so our, our governor, Brad Wilson, Stuart okay. Adams. Okay, which are, these are all politicians she's naming off right now. Yeah, these Utah. are all on the legislature. Uh, Brad Wilson is our Speaker of House. Uh, Senate President, so this President of the Senate, Stuart Adams. Uh, Representative Brian King, Senator Karen Maine, and then Mayors uh, Aaron Mendenhall and Jenny Wilson. And if you don't know who they are, they're all politicians at some level. Yeah, they're. It, it is like mayors. this was what was what was very frustrating when we ran for Congress is it was very clearly became very obvious to us that it is a big club, mm-hmm. and if you're not going to be part of the club, yeah, if, and especially if you're trying to take the club down. The or club, expose them. Expose yeah. them. That club will, will unite and come after you. Yeah. And keep with us and you'll see you'll understand okay. why. <laughs> so this is the legacy partners um, to the policy, Kemsey uh, Gardner Policy Institute. They've contributed at least 100000 at least. Um, so Zions Bank is one of these players. And Robert Spenlove, who's one of our legislators, yep. Um, lists that he works for Zion's Bank. And we saw, remember I told you, remember the name, Scott Anderson was Zion's Bank. So we dig into Zion's Bank, and we look at their board, and we have Scott Anderson, right? Uh, Eric Levitt with the Levitt Group, which Mike Levitt. Mm -hmm. David Levitt, same Levitt family. Mm -hmm. Yep. Again, Gail Miller and Ann Milner with our state legislature. And then Astrid Jimenez, the president of UVU, which Council was there of relations. Uh-huh, and helped held the thing on China. Is there a conflict of interest being a state legislator and holding these types of roles? There should be. You know, what's funny is, and we're going to show you this in yeah, just a second. L- yeah, we're about to find, find a major <laughs> conflict of interest. So let's go into it. So Jacob Ander- Anderegg, who's one of our state legislatures as well. Do we know who that is? He's actually our state rep. Yeah. He's, a, he's our state. Okay, tell us about him. This is interesting. Yeah, what should we know about this guy? He's real estate. Mm. Um, he's the vice president of community development of Zion's Inc. as well. And just in case you think this is a fake uh, LinkedIn account, I grabbed his conflict of interest statement Ooh. that he had to file with the legislature. Yikes. And he is indeed the vice president of community development for Zions Bank. Isn't there a lot of development going on in Lehigh? Oh, I'd say. Mm. <laughs> He's also in, uh, involved in real estate. I think there's at least 26, if I remember correctly. Okay, guys, 26. look. I mean, look, Utah, get yourself under control. I mean, these are your reps. These are your reps. Mm-hmm. This is clearly corruption going on here. Yeah. 
and I'll come back with uh, with financial documents and tax forms. I mean, and this Ooh. is the problem I got with you know Curtis. I mean, you, so many of these people. The, the whole goal is it is we've left serving the people, and yeah. it's all about being a part of the club and get rich off the backs of the people. While this country is falling apart, while our kids are being indoctrinated, while we're on the verge of going to war with China, while the while we've been absolutely locked down and businesses shut during COVID, these people are doing get rich schemes and conflict of interest and making money off our backs mm -hmm. and this spider web is not just something that came out of COVID. this is something that's <clears throat> generational it's that's generational and it's and it's a mix of corporations and government yeah. i mean that is fascism yeah well, there's a reason that they don't want term limits mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah because all right um so let's see here don't skip anything you need to skip with them oh uh, he is also on a political campaign consulting company he's a manager for that political insight consulting llc hmm. and a manager for skyline investment holdings llc which is real estate and other investing so yeah you know and this is and, and, and I, i'm we are also going to get into the media here in a minute mm -hmm. in fact let's just go because i wanted to have let's go because we're gonna talk about the media and why this stuff's important so keep going yeah. you're doing a great, great job okay. And I mean, and remember, you know, Mitt Romney, Josh Romney, Jacob Anderegg, Brad Wilson, I'm with Destination the Homes. Yep. They're all involved in real estate and, you know, real estate association. So, um, okay, so here's Zions. I just thought I would show you from their own documents that they do have the diversity, equity, and inclusion, and ESG uh, clauses. Yeah, they're pushing all the woke stuff. Mm-hmm. Governance, environmental, social. And this is for their wealth management clients have access to ESG and socially responsible funds to align their investing with their environmental and social values. Are they being socially responsible? No. <laughs> and see, here's the funny thing. They team up with these global agendas and groups to push this whole green revolution. But, you know, towards the end, if we have time to get into the energy part of this, you start, I mean, the green, <laughs> the green revolution, green energy, it isn't green. They're all involved in petroleum and fossil fuels, and I mean they they have stake in it. So, yeah. um, okay. So then the next legacy partner. So that remember Zion's Bank. We kind of went into Zion's, but um, they are a legacy partner for the Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute, right? Then you look at you've got Salt Lake County. So you, there's your tax dollars, guys. <laughs> uh, Salt Lake City Corporation, Mountain America, the Miller Gell Miller Foundation, KSL, and Deseret News. Wait a minute. The, so the media is in on this stuff? Media. Is there a reason the media doesn't talk about this? Huh. <laughs> no wonder no one knows about any of this stuff. No wonder. <laughs> no wonder all the articles that you see that are, you know, involved with Policy Institute or Huntsman, are, they're always good. No wonder yeah. the media always favors yeah. these politicians. And when you try to run against them, they slam anyone running against them and prop them up. Imagine hmm. that. Imagine the media is in bed with these guys. Right? Trust the experts. <laughs> Okay, so Utah's Governor's Office of Economic Opportunity. So that's our governor's <laughs> government website. So there's more of your and tax here's the dollars, thing. And, guys. And Chelsea, by the way, here's what I really appreciate you. I, I really appreciate that we're not just coming here saying, you know, uh, these guys are bad, these guys are I appreciate that you've gone through here and done so much research to connect the dots. I mean, all someone has to do here is dig in and look at what you, uh, the, read what you've done, connect the dots that you've already put out there and it's, I mean, this is pretty damning. 
But yeah. this is, this rabbit hole is deep. I mean, you can follow one and then realize that it, it uh-huh. the spider web goes out tenfold. Okay, yeah. so let's keep going. I want to make sure we have time to get through some of this. Yeah, this is one one thousandth of you know my mind maps at home, but um, and again, it's surface level. We have an hour, right? But I'm happy to dive deeper, show tax documents, um, and all that. Uh, so Intermountain Healthcare is also a funder, a contributor. Now, if we look at Intermountain Healthcare and their board of trustees, imagine that. Mike Levitt pops up again. Again. And Scott Anderson. Again. Again. Oh, and Spencer Eccles. Again. Gail Miller. Again. And imagine Ann Milner. Oh, cast. It's like watching a play, and it's always the same cast of characters. Yeah. But the, the theme is always the same. People are getting rich, and people are being mm-hmm. exploited and opportunities yeah. are being exploited. So, and yeah, the frustrating thing is when you're sitting at legislation ses- legislative session and you watch these groups and these nonprofits and these NGOs come in and lobby for policy that you know are pushing an agenda because you see who they're partnered with. You can see on the screen, Intermountain Healthcare is also. I remember Marriott International was. Um, Intermountain Healthcare is also partnered directly with the World Economic Forum, so they're lobbying global agendas at our state legislature, and then they're wanting funding and grants to push these initiatives. And they're putting their people in office. Mm-hmm. And then our legislature. Or, or buying our legislators. Right. Well, and our legislators. putting our legislators on their boards with them. Right. Legislators who are sitting on these boards financially benefiting from these boards already, they watch their own organization come lobby to them. During legislative session, it's all theater. Oh, yeah, and of course I'm going to vote yes, 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 unanimous. Yeah, I'm on the board. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm profiting. And I mean right here on this screen, Intermountain Healthcare is part of World Economic right. Forum. Yeah. So it's sickening to watch. Um, just so you're aware, Intermountain Healthcare is pushing. I believe that we don't lie to our children and we don't feed in a delusion. We, we get them the help that they need. They are pushing the LGBTQ plus suicide prevention um, they've partnered with the Utah Pride Center. Now, I could understand if it was... Intermountain Healthcare, we're talking, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could understand if it was to get them the care that they need, but they've partnered with the Utah Pride Center. And when you look up the Utah Pride Center, they're sending... Uh, they're giving this to them as a resource. It's for the Utah Pride Festival. Uh, sign up for youth programs, including youth prom tickets. So it's, you know, we're pushing that sexual agenda. Um. I won't get too much. Does this also get into like the gender reaffirming surgery with minors Mm -hmm. and all sorts of things? That's much more. Yeah, actually, I'll go back here because you can see. Because I can almost understand the pride stuff. The alphabet soup, you know, it is what it is. But once it starts getting into the gender reaffirming surgeries and things that go around the parental consent, Mm -hmm. that's when when my alarms all go off. And and there was actually well, my alarms go off through it all because the the objective here is to put people at war with each other. Yeah. That is the objective, is to create a, a nation of people who are at war mm-hmm. and if, of people who are either victims or, or, or they're the oppressors. Yeah. And, whether, and, and in the Marxism, that's, that is the Marxist strategy. Mm-hmm. And that's what they've done since they took down Russia, since they took down China, Cambodia. And they've done it here with race. Mm-hmm. They're doing it with, with people's sexuality. Yeah. They're trying to do it now with weight. You know, but it, uh-huh. is, it is constantly, you know, you're a victim and these people are the oppressors and it is it is trying to put us at war with each other when the real enemy is not each other it is it is the puppeteer who's trying to create this so the fact that they're pushing all this pride stuff it is it is it is pushing that 
is helping bring on a revolution to this country. I'm, and well, I'm sure we'll do another show. I'd love to do one just talking about the mental health crisis too. And, that, and that's tied into a lot of this stuff. Uh, and then you get into the gender reaffirming and then we're really breeding uh, a future crisis, not just the breakdown of, yeah. of the family and society, but also for generations to come. If there's even, <laughs> it's blurring the line. If lines. there's even families, I mean, exactly. they're destroying the, the, yeah. very, the very idea of the family itself. Exactly. Yeah. And they're bringing lead mental health therapists in. And, you know, Envision Utah has teamed up with the governor to bring um, therapists and psychiatrists to work for the state. And they can have uh, debt forgiven if they'll come work for the state. But which ones do you think that they're hiring? Well, yeah. And we've got lead mental health therapists for hire, you know, so at the Utah Pride Center. So, um, yeah, so Intermountain Referrals for LGBTQ and Gender Affirming Care right mm, here. Okay. And there's a pediatric, two pediatric, one to Maryland. <laughs> and a, a gender social worker. So um, really quick, I just wanted to point out Merit Medical is one of the big players, and this will tie in more to kind of the health stuff when we go over health and mental health and education. Um, but I did want to show you that Ann Milner and Scott Anderson also sit on this board. Ann Milner is actually over the shareholders, and both of them are specifically over ESG. Wow. So wait, wait, who are those two players? Ann Milner and Scott Anderson. Scott Anderson is specifically over ESG? Yes. What does that mean? Yeah, so they're on the committee of ES. So for their company and for when they have an ESG clause, and we've heard our state treasurer talk about this, how corporations are forced to be environmentally friendly or to do the... So Scott Anderson is in charge of that. Mm -hmm, so Marlo Milner. Oaks, who's been pushing the lead, is standing up against ESG... Marlo, are you, would you talk to, you know, here's a clear example right here, Zion's Bank, Scott mm -hmm. Anderson pushing this. Is Marlo Oaks reaching out to these people? Yeah, I don't know. can ask him. I would love to, Marlo, I'd love to have Marlo on here. Marlo, if you would like to come on, we'd love to have you yeah. on here to have some conversations about this because I know he's been push, st trying to stop this stuff. Yeah, I'd love to have him on to talk about that because, yeah. But, um, and then the, the diversity, inclusive, and equity, so the pronoun. So they... They are pushing all of this through politicizing business. Uh huh. And Anne again is our on our Utah state legislature. So there's a huge, huge conflict, conflict of morals there. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing: people can do is pull your money out of Zion's bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you yeah. got if if you got Zion's bank that's this deep in bed, mm -hmm. how do you, how are you how do you feel justified leaving your money with these people and giving your money to help them get rich, which is basically they're trying to tear this country down. Yeah. I mean, is that any... You say you don't believe in ESG. You say you don't believe on this stuff. You say you don't, you know, you don't support what's happening. Yeah. You're frustrated and you care about this country. Are you still, are you giving your money to one of the, to the, some of the worst characters yeah. in this state? Stop supporting them. I Stop mean, supporting you, you look at what happened with uh, Silicon Valley Bank. You know, it fell apart because of mm -hmm. bad decisions people made investing money with a company they shouldn't have. If they had a look at a company that knew, that they knew had conflicts like this, <laughs> how is that any different? Yeah. How is that any different? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, look, people need to make their own decisions, but at some point, you know, people need to connect the dots and realize that there's, there are things, there are, there are some players here that are clearly on the wrong side, and you have to make a decision who you're supporting. You can't ignore the You need the to red, vote with your wallet. You can't ignore the red flags. Yeah. The same way with Silicon Valley Bank, there was prudent decision-making there. I think you can use that same prudence to, to invest your money with the right banks and the right assets. Yeah. And these banks will push for the, you know, the digital ID, the digital currency. 
And it's not going to be, you know, what everyone thinks Bitcoin is. And I mean, it's going to be. No, this is if you don't use our currency and if your ESG score is not mm -hmm. good, you're, we're turning your currency off. Yep. And Zion's Bank's going to be leading the charge on that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so World Trainer, sorry, World Trade Center Utah and Utah Inland Port Authority. Again, they're very closely tied. So we went over this before, right? John Huntsman with the World Trade Center Utah. But now that you know who Scott Anderson is, um, he's on the board as well as long as, as well as Miles Hansen with the World Trade Center Utah. So this is the again, how many World Trade Centers are there, folks? And yeah. The fact that we have a World Trade Center Utah, you know, open mm -hmm. your eyes. So that was World Trade Center Utah. This is Utah Inland Port Authority. So Miles Hansen again. Again. And Representative Mike Schultz. Oof. Mike Schultz, what are you doing as a legislator on the legislative branch sitting on an executive branch board, which our Constitution strictly prohibits? Mm, and what kind of bills is he yeah. pushing? And Milner, why are you doing the same? Um, See, and they bet. only get away with this because nobody knows. And, yeah. and when you've got the media in your pocket and the media won't expose it, the media... Like, you've, you, we have all the documentation here. The media will never touch this. They will not touch yeah. it because the media is owned by these same players. Right. And, and I'd even like to invite them on. I mean, if they actually do see these yeah, episodes. Yeah, if, if this, and if, and if there's something we're not seeing, I'd love to have these legislators yeah. come on. I'd love to bring them on here, and I'd love to hear your side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's Absolutely. have a conversation. If, 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 this is, if there's something wrong with Chelsea's information, please come on and talk to us about it. Yeah, we're, I'll talk, all we're, I'll all talk we're to you about it. All we're interested in here is the truth. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, and I'm happy to sit and have that conversation here as well. Yeah. Um, so for you listening, and we'll get to this in the end, what can you do? How about tag your representatives, call your representatives, share this with them and ask them to come and talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Not on, not on, you know, well, they won't discuss it on any of the, in any of the national or state um, media companies because the state media, well, they, they, they don't want to expose it. <laughs> Right. They and don't want to shine involved. light, but come here where we will have the hard conversation. Mm -hmm. yes. And and like I was saying earlier, we do have, you know, the evil players here. We do have those who, who Klaus Schwab would call useful idiots, right? They think they're doing the right thing. Or they're just getting paid handsomely and just or close their eyes to just, right. I don't want to really look what's going on and I'll just take the money. I think yeah. that's the majority. <laughs> yeah. But for those that think you're doing the right thing, there are reasons we have checks and balances. You're not supposed to be doing these things, and you're doing them Especially anyway. when our country is literally on the verge of collapsing uh -huh. right now. Literally on the verge of collapsing. Yeah. And you're too, over here focused on actually speeding that collapse up. Mm -hmm. instead, of, instead of protecting our country and, and buying our children more time. Yeah. And the ultimate checks and balances really should be by the people. But it's mm -hmm. easy to... I mean, look at all the work that you put into this. It's, it's easy to get distracted in day to day. And it's hard enough to pay attention to legislative session, let alone yeah. to these rabbit holes. Well, they, they brought in over a thousand bills and we were just, we were drained. We weren't sleeping, trying to read them. Get, and here's the thing. You can't just read one bill and think you have the whole picture. You have to cross reference it with so much other code because they sneak these things through because they think you don't understand. Yeah how it connects with another bill. And then just random multi-subject legislation. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, Representative Stevenson, same question. Ryan Starks, um, that's okay. This is an executive board. Technically, the Inland Port isn't really a um, executive branch, government branch though, it's it's just an NGO. It's These are nonprofits, right? Um, but Ryan, St Ryan Starks works for uh, Cox. 
and I accidentally did this twice. That's okay. Sorry, it guys. Gets, it gets edited. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so the global advisory board for this, really, I'm not going to go through everyone, but I just want to point out. For this, meaning the Inland Port? Um, the World Trade Center, Utah. The World Trade Center, Utah. Okay. Uh, Intermountain Healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> um, shocker. Amanda Covington, which also sits on Kempsey Gardner Policy, and you'll see her pop up in other places as well. I'm just trying to focus on a few people so you don't get lost, but she's also with Larry H. Miller, um, so Gail Miller. And then we have more than one representative for J.P. Morgan Chase and J.P. Morgan, which is Rockefeller. So the Utah Inland Port Authority amendments, we have Mike Schultz, Schultz and Jerry Stevenson writing legislation for it while they're sitting on the board. Again, checks and balances. What are you guys doing? Please come on. Answer. (laughs) We'd love to hear it. You know, people have been reaching out to Mike Schultz for a long time, trying to get answers on the port, and he he won't return calls. I can see why. There was a meeting that I had with legislators where Brad Wilson was reached out to to come talk to me about some of the stuff that we talked about before with the water, and he would not respond. So here, here's a call to action. If that's your legislator, shoot him a note politely. Ask why. Yeah. You can tag him in this. You can send this on. We'd love to know. Oh, I can promise you they'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can watching. promise you they're not happy about this. Well, I've already gotten messages before, so. Yeah, I, 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 oh, <laughs> and I should put the disclaimer on the show. None of us are suicidal, so. Yeah, <laughs> I'll second that. <laughs> and my car works fine, and I'm not planning on hiking any big cliffs this winter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, um, so then uh, Jeff Stainquist. I don't know how to say his. I don't know him very Stainquist. well. Stainquist. Yeah. He's on here. Uh, same question for you. Big supporter of the flag, too, I believe. Mm-hmm. Part of that club. And this, I so this we've moved on to the point. This is the point okay, of the mountain. And so the point is the 15 minute city, the one they're mm-hmm. building over at the, the prison. prison. Yeah. So, which Envision Utah is also running the show, basically. Um, and Jerry Stevenson also sits on this board. And again, the point just it, there's a video on the point we did on 15 minute cities. If you haven't seen that, go watch it. Yeah. But basically, it's a 15 minute city is these is a surveillance city. Uh, that uh, the World Economic Forum has come out with where they see basically by 2030 mm-hmm. most of the society living in these 15-minute cities where they live under, it's a surveillance state, yeah. and where basically you have to have permission to leave that 15-minute city. Right, and I provided all the documentation and all of the framework um, from our own government websites. and let, so it's, it's all there. It's I mean, all it's, there. It's, it's, you, there is no theory there. I mean, it's all there in our own government's website that they're building a 15-minute city. Yeah. It is, it's actually insane. Yeah. There was actually a side note on that. Um, we almost had a license plate scanner bill passed, but the uh, my understanding is the representative who was going to run it stopped it when they realized what it could do. And he said, I don't do communism. And he stopped it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Shout out to him. Wow. So can, can we give it? him? I, th- I think Burton, I think. Mm, well, well, whoever it is, whoever that was, kudos. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, it's nice to know <laughs> you have someone who has a spine back there. <laughs> yeah, there's good news. <laughs> um, and that's the thing our legislators need to realize is, you know, every time you create a bill, you're creating a tool. And if it's possible that tool could be weaponized against the people, if it gets into the wrong people's hands, you should not be creating that tool and throwing it out there. <laughs> Anytime there's pros and cons to both, you know, letting the people handle it or let it letting government handle it. We always want less government. Don't write the bill. Yep. That's right? a good, good rule of thumb. Were you going to say something? No, it's just sad because, you know, a lot of legislators, like, they won't watch the, even this content because they, because 
the Dan McKay's, the, 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 the mm-hmm. bullies, the ones who kind of hold the most influence, try to label us as, as mean or, or, you know, they throw these labels out there to, to, to try to discredit what we're doing because they're, they know we're like coming after these people and trying to expose them. And so you have so many legislators who I think have a decent heart, but they're afraid to like listen to this stuff because they're, you know, because they're told, oh, it's, you know, you know, any of these guys that talk about election integrity, they're, they're, they're conspiracy theorists or what, whatever. Mm-hmm. So far right. Far right extremists. It's like, no, it's actually we just want to have our country and our state not yeah. taken off a cliff by you people. And when you break it down, it's really just common sense. And I mean, look, yeah. the reality is this stuff is all here. I mean, this is not like theory. There's no theory. There's no speculation. It's everything you've shown is like literally researched. And even if there wasn't some big nefarious thing going on, which we've shown plenty of documents that there's not good things going sure, on in other episodes. The benefit of the doubt, sure. But even then, there's a huge conflict of interest here. And again, it's we have checks and balances. That's right. That's for right. a reason. Don't that's do right. it. That's right. Regardless, it's illegal. I don't care how good of an idea you think it <coughs> is to bring all the greatest minds together. Our constitution prohibits it. Don't yeah, do it. Yeah, we're not a big yes. fan of fascism Stop right there. Stop it. <laughs> All right, let's keep going because okay. I don't want to run out of time. Yeah. Um, okay, so the point of the mountain still, and Alan Malison, or I'm sorry, Alan Matheson is the executive director of, mm. of the point of the mountain authority. Um, okay, now this is from the governor's office of economic opportunity. Uh, Matheson was previously the executive director of the Utah Department of Environmental Quality. It's funny how they move around you'll start to see they just shift them from one department to the next a senior policy advisor to governor herbert so again players in the government for a while and state planning coordinator before joining state employment matheson served as executive director of envision utah Mm. and now he's on the point on serving on the point as executive director uh founding director of the utah water project and shareholder in a phoenix law firm and we've gotten into water on other shows before. That's a whole yes. other. And we're going to do another episode because there's a lot of updates on that. Oh, wow. Okay, um, so Alan Matheson is also the brother of Scott Matheson, and he's uncle to Jim Matheson. Now, Scott Matheson was Utah's former governor, and he's married to Norma Matheson. What is it with the Governor's Association? It's mm-hmm. just a, a common thread. That's why it's referred to as a shadow government. I yeah. mean,. It sounds all conspiracy theory, but then when you see them all coming together, it's it's what they're doing. I so. mean, Ezra Taft Benson, who most people in Utah know who he is, literally said, there is no conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At General Conference. And he was the Secretary of Agri- Agriculture. So, I mean, he was deep in, in bed with the government. I think he had an idea what he's talking about. Right. Well, and we've heard the what's the difference between a uh, conspiracy theory and the truth about six months. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. it's hard to be alive and see what's going on now, especially with all the origins of COVID and, yeah. uh, and how they use that to not see that there is that there are nefarious people and actors. And if you want to call it conspiracy, call it what you want. But there is evil. There is corruption. And whatever you want to call it, it's there. And there's these yeah. people are clearly connected and working together. Yeah. Secret combinations. Call it what you want. But there's clearly corruption. And, and to not think that stuff's going on is to have your head in the sand. Hey, it's in the Bible. It's in Revelations over and over and over about the last days. And we're in Utah. It's in the Book of Mormon as well. I mean, it's yeah. in all the scriptures. It's everywhere. And again, I've said it before. The devil hasn't gone anywhere. He's always been here. He hasn't gone anywhere. And, you know, if, if we were back in a time where... Um, you know, Stalin again or Hitler, and we were trying to warn people of these things coming, 
we'd probably be called crazy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. probably what was going on. Right. Um, but these things happened, and they don't. I mean, we see these patterns over and over and over throughout history and in the Bible. So, okay, yeah. what do we got? Okay, so Scott Math. Okay, so Alan Matheson, who's the executive director of the Point, right? He's the brother of Scott Matheson. Um, so brother-in-law of Norma Matheson. Um, Scott was our former governor as well, but his wife Norma launched, I believe it's Count My Vote, with Mike Levitt and Gail Miller, who pushed the ranked choice voting. And what's really interesting is right now, as we're speaking, recording right now, at UVU there's an event hosted by the Herbert Policy in- Institute, I think it is. Um, and mm. who do you... <laughs> Who do you have involved there? You know, it's all the same players again. Right. Pushing ranked choice voting. While the (laughs) Republican National, the RNC, came out just recently and said we are, as a Republican Party, against ranked Ranked choice choice voting. voting. And here we are all in Utah trying to push it down. Everyone's trying to to implement it. But you got Mark Cuban there. (laughs) Mark Cuban's there, so it's got to be good, right? It's insane. Utah is crazy. When you see that her news media coverage is partnered with these people, you can understand the articles of how much Utahns love it. it no, we don't. Yeah. We all hate it. Yeah. Nobody's Okay. Uh, Jim Matheson is the son of Scott Matheson, so Alan's nephew, um, sits on the Utah board of the U.S. Global Leadership Coalition. So we're going to go through that group real quick. Yeah, there's something about this uh, generational uh, mm-hmm. corruption. Yeah, uh, there's something about these people and some th- where I th- almost think they. Uh, you just notice, well, Rockville. You look at all these families. They, they, there's something about family, family lines. Yeah, you know, bloodlines with this corruption and just people need to just put that Pay away attention. and think about it. Yeah. Pay attention. Yeah, um, and it doesn't mean just because you're related you're bad, but I mean no, but some, but but there attention. is but there is definitely but there, there's a reason they got rid of uh, monarchies, right? Yeah. And that, that's part of it. I mean, just passing things on generationally, you know, it all takes us one bad apple somewhere in there, and, and you've got a corrupted line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Okay. Um, so we'll go on. And just a quick note. So if you go to any of our government websites, you know, the Department of Air Quality or Water, any of our government websites, um, and a lot of these... Uh, smaller nonprofits, you'll start to see like funders and sponsors and partners, all these same groups show up, Zions Bank and Intermountain Healthcare. They're they're sticking their tentacles into everything to where they have power to implement agendas onto all of these boards. So, um, okay, the U.S. Global Leadership Coalition is basically <laughs> a, a bunch of NGOs and government officials coming together to implement what it is that they want. So we see a lot of the green energy and uh, electrifying everything, this whole movement. Um, If you look at the coalition members, so some of them are the big players, right? So Google, Chevron, Coca-Cola, Amazon, Deloitte, which is a big 15-minute city United Nations uh, player, Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble, Pepsi, Pfizer, Mm. U.S. Chamber of Commerce, UPS, Walmart, World Vision. On the advisory council, I'm not going to go through everyone. I just want to point out Henry Kissinger is on there, and so is, oops, sorry, so is Hillary Clinton. Um, Again, not suicidal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you can see that so is the United Nations Better World Campaign. They're partners, so they're funders, sponsors. We have Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, 
Johnson and Johnson, Pfizer, Open Society Foundation, which is George Soros, Global Innovation Fund, and the Rockefeller Foundation. So all the big players, right? And then we have Utah. So Utah's board for this group. And so there you see Jim Matheson, which is Alan's nephew. And Alan, again, is the executive director of the Pointer Mountain. So the Utah Advisory Committee, some of the people that are on this board, Val Hill with our governor's office, James Huntsman, Miles Hansen again, World Trade Center, Utah, Greg Hughes, who <coughs> was involved with the Inland <coughs> Port. I would love an explanation. Yeah. Greg, you're welcome on the show. I'd love Please. to hear your thoughts on that. Anytime. Yeah. Not calling you out, just... Yeah. I'd like to understand that. In his defense, I have heard that because he was involved with the port for a while, that he he's realizing that it, it's not so good and he's changed his mind. But Let's know, hope so. Let's hope so. I would love to hear his thoughts on that. Oh, look, Ann Milner again, her legislature. And just so you know, she is the uh, majority whip. Uh, Karen Maine. Are these people still on this board? Mm-hmm. This is present day. This is present. This is current. Mm-hmm. So all these people you're naming are currently on this board. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm aware, I okay. actually, I went back through and uploaded all of these yesterday just to make sure that I had okay. the most current ones. All right, good. Um, so if they're not on the board anymore, it's because they haven't taken them off. Okay. Um, Andy Perucci is Candace Perucci's husband, mm. and he's with North, Northrop Grumman, which Northrop Grumman, Boeing, and... Lockheed Martin, uh, they have some programs going on at Hill Air Force Base as far as cybersecurity, surveillance, and tracking. Uh, not good things going on. Uh, Kem Gardner. Uh, Kurt Bramble. Oh. Todd Weiler. Spencer both, both, Stokes. By the way, both politicians. All. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Starks. Yeah, most of these are legislatures. Um Aaron Starks with the World Trade Center. And my favorite, I would like to know why our state attorney general, Sean Reyes, sits on this board. Would love to know, Sean. Yeah. Please come join us. I've had a lot of questions for Sean, and I haven't received any answers. I get stonewalled, so I would love to chat with you about some of this. (laughs) Okay, so history. And, And again, this is not calling people out. This is... Stating facts. Mm-hmm. This is left for you to make whatever assumptions you want to with this information. You can reach out to them politely and say, hey, reviewed this presentation by We Are The People Radio. Would like to know why. You know, please write me back. And we'd like to have these people that we've called out join us on the show so we can ask you as well. And you can make your, your case for as to why there mm-hmm. is a reasonable explanation for this. You know, and there are legislators that are writing. I mean, they're writing these boards when they create uh, these nonprofit, I'm sorry, public-private partnerships with nonprofits and organizations. They create uh, an organization, and they decide who gets to be on the boards. And so they'll say, you know, three people appointed from the Senate. So they are creating it and drafting it intentionally to bring all three branches of government together. And there are a lot of boards where you'll see attorneys and judges as well. Um, and I think that if we can even just get that stopped, we can stop a lot of our problems. I mean, it's clearly, it's clearly dangerous. Yeah. I mean, that is fascism. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, so the important role of local government, so this is from the Envision Utah document, 
Even with significant representation on the Envision Utah partnership, additional local government support and involvement would be critical to the success of the Envision Utah effort. This is a nonprofit. Local government representatives would need to play a key role in directing the process and eventually implementing the results. Recognizing this, the coalition hired a staff person to serve as a full-time liaison between Envision Utah and local city councils, mayors, county commissioners, planners, and other elected and appointed officials. Um, they do have lobbying. Again, they lobby to the state legislature, but if you go to your city and county councils, you'll see Envision there all the time. Envision Utah lobbying for policy and to implement you know, the affordable high-density housing, the transit hubs, the water meters, all these things that you're hating they're the ones coming to your city and county councils pushing the agenda. So show up and shut that down. Working with the media, <laughs> working with uh, the area media was vital to this process. It was also important to hire a staff person to strategically plan and coordinate this interaction. It was determined early in the process that Envision Utah would be best served by equal treatment of the various media, media outlets and openness in all its efforts. So again, if we come back to Envision Utah and look at their board of directors again, um, which again, Spencer uh, Cox, Spencer Eccles, Governor Cox, Teresa Foxley again, who brought Stryker in. Natalie's another big player. Um, you'll see. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, anyone who's following what you're saying here should be out of their mind like alarms going off here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's really interesting what you're saying on the media with what you're about to show. Yeah. So the executive committee members on the board members of Envision Utah, Doug Wright with KSL TV and radio, hmm. Salt Lake Tribune, huh. and Deseret News. <laughs> Literally all of our state media. Yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, and th this is the reason like we started this program is because, you know, again, when we were running for office, we just realized the media would not help any candidates who were trying to challenge yeah. the establishment. Help? More like They, they would throw us under the bus, <laughs> and th they won't stand up for it. They, I mean, there, there is, our Utah media is so controlled. Yeah. And it's like how, and, and so as a result, you have all these people who are good people who just listen to KSL and listen to Desert News and say, well, it's not the trip, so this is the good media, so I can trust <laughs> what they say. These are the good guys. Uh -uh. And what the, and, and that's what's so hard is, is to me, KSL and Deseret News and, you know, they do more damage than the trip because it's the wolf in sheep's clothing I'm most concerned about. And, and again, it's people just don't realize that we have media that is literally in bed with these globalist organizations. Mm -hmm. And this is to me why it's so important for this and other organizations defending Utah. I mean, there's a lot of small groups yeah. that are trying to get the, you know, uh, Utah Freedom Coalition. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of small groups trying to ex expose and, and wake people up to what's really happening. And we've got to get this type of media out there more. We've got to get it shared. We've got to get people hearing what's actually happening. Because I, I, I don't think we got a lot of great people in the state that don't want this type of stuff happening. But the problem is they have no clue. They have no clue this stuff's happening underneath the nose. They think Zion's bank. Oh, Zion, that's a, that's a church name. That's, mm. that's, let's put our money with that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it's, it's a, but they have no idea that there is this level of, you know, this, this nefariousness and this corruption, this darkness right here in this state. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's all the same players. I mean, you think of this word called secret combinations and it's like, <laughs> You know, and then, and the scriptures like, well, they, you know, it's we, you'd see it in your day, and it's going to be there in your time. But it's like, 
where? I mean, <laughs> like, like literally right in your face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally all the big companies, you know, are in bed right. with this. Yeah. And it's like, there's this, this, we just can't, everyone's like, oh, in the last days, you know, you can't, the number of the beast and all these things are going to happen. And, but people don't realize, you think that's just going to pop up out of nowhere? Like one day, everything's yeah. just this fine. And ever, all these people in government and these corporations are all just good people. And then the next day, it's just this evil organization pops up out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally being built underneath our noses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you want to come back and do a very, just a specific AI, like uh, fourth industrial revolution episode. Yes, Absolutely. we need to do one. All right. How are we time-wise? Because I know we're running way over. Yeah, we can. Are we over? Yeah, we can. Uh, let's just stop with the, we'll do a few more slides and we'll just stop there. Um, we can come back and talk about some of the other stuff later, but there's just so much to pack in. I think, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. This is, this is like you, you should, you, to try to understand the corruption in this state is like, it's, it <laughs> goes deep. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this is why it's so hard to get them to listen to legislation and to, yeah. Um, but re so really quickly, we've got Brad Wilson again, speaker house, um, Jenny Wilson. Again, this is in vision Utah, right? Stuart Adams again, Scott Anderson again, Robert Spenlove again. Amanda Covington with uh, Gil Miller, Levitt Partners, Mike, Aaron Mendenhall, Ben McAdams, Alan Matheson, Jerry Stevenson, Mikkel Moore, which is with Intermountain Healthcare. And so this is just um, John Huntsman Jr. and Mike Levitt in the beginning days, creating Vision Utah, Mike Levitt kicking it off. Um, they talk about public-private partnerships and, and the growth with that. You guys can read this if you want. In order to get this going, um, they needed donations. And so the Eccles, huh. um, originally, I think it was 500000 but they donated. And at this point, under the Eccles Foundation community grant receipts, you can see that they've donated at least 4 to $10 million wow. to Envision Utah. So not small chump change. Yeah. So, um, again, the... Uh, Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute is the one responsible for reporting for the uh, governor's budget, office of budget, and all of the research and, you know, evidence-based research and um, science and statistics. Uh, for instance, in Vision Utah, you can see they have the housing affordability, and then you have the housing affordability and the best practices by Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute. So uh, it's, you know, where did you get this research? Who's... And it's all the same people. It's like, well, you got it from yourself. So, um, and then really quickly. It's like quickly, when you create a Wikipedia and you put all the information in there yeah. and then you cite that as your yeah. own. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty like much what's happening. Cheating on a book report. Yeah. Really quickly. And then we'll end. I just want to point out. So again, Envision Utah is um, the, the driver before the, behind the Utah Inland Port Authority. Again, please go watch that video. Um, and then also the, the walkable communities, so the 15-minute cities. City. Um, so the Point of the Mountain, you can see that they run that. And then again, Point of the Mountain State Land Authority was created by Lowry and Stevenson. I love that you show the bills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I love that you show the bills. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, how well, do they refute this? We'll have a lot of tax documents and a lot more bills next time. <laughs> uh, but Stevenson, and then, of course, they sit on the board. There is created this. The authority is an independent, nonprofit, separate body, corporate, and politic with perpetual succession whose purpose is to facilitate the development of state land 
a political subdivision of the state and a public corporation. No conflict of interest there. <laughs> that is how they wrote it. So they knew what they were doing. Um, the authority and the point of the mountain state land are not subject to the municipal land development uh, local districters. So there's a lot of rules and laws that they don't have to follow. So they exempt themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we do have something called Public Infrastructure District Act. So they're the public infra infrastructure districts, and they're their own districts that can create their own infrastructure projects. So all the water infrastructure, the transport, all of the stuff that we're seeing that we'll get into more in depth next time. Um, Which sometimes gets confused with special districts. So, yeah. So. There's, I think there's four different types of districts right now, so we can go over that at some point. But they're doing a lot of wordplay and name changing right now. It's getting kind of weird. So... Uh, <laughs> Creating entity means the county, municipality, or development authority that approves the creation of a public infrastru infrastructure district. But the development authority also means the Utah Inland Port Authority, the point of the mountain state land authority, so that they can create their own districts. Um, the military installation development authority, which that's like a police state. That's a whole separate. We're going to get into we're, these all need a deep dive. We will get into these. We will do deep dives into yeah. these. Just so th there's a lot. There's mm -hmm. a lot to deep dive here in Utah and we will. So, um, yeah. you know, bear with us just, you know, but yeah. it's, it's incredible. Um, each inf public infrastructure district is governed by and has the powers stated in this chapter and power of all local districts, so a lot of municipality. So between, there's actually four now, there's a Utah Lake authority pillar, so there's like four authority pillars. Um, but between the four of them, they do have the power to levy and collect taxes, including property taxes, um, enter contracts, create and issue their own bonds. They can annex land and property. In That's certain your personal property. Which they have tried to do. There was a case in Utah uh, with Salt Lake City where they took it all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, they can exercise eminent domain. And there is no constitutional authority behind this whatsoever. Mm -mm. In fact, it's probably the exact opposite. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, an article in the new form of local government when it came out that could double your property taxes. Um, I won't get too much into this, but the Utah Inland Port Authority Crossroads Public infra Infrastructure District successfully closes a bond sale. I think it was for $150 million. Um, I know we're way over, so we won't go too much further into this. But uh, yeah, there, there's a lot going on with these groups and these nonprofits and and these districts. And yeah. well, welcome to Utah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those those of you who thought you knew Utah, welcome to Utah. Yeah. But this is why it's, this is why I've always said we're at Ground Zero. I mean, yeah. th this is we have the greatest, some of the greatest people in the world in, in this state. I mean it, and greatest patriots. But there is also the greatest corruption. Mm -hmm. And I want to finish with this quote. Um, <clears throat> Throughout history, it has been the inaction of those who could have acted, the indifference of those who should have known better, the silence of the voice of justice when it mattered most that has made it possible for evil to triumph. And uh, that's what's happened here in Utah. It, it, is, it has been, that is the story of our time. There is so much corruption happening on, on almost every level. It's, it's that's what's crazy. Is we're assaulted. It's like, you know, when when you're when you're fighting. If you're, you're a fighter, it, the key is to you know, just takes hit someone at so many different angles. They can't. They, they lose track of where the next punch is coming from. And that's where we are as a country. You know, whether it's our schools, whether it's our border, whether it's our finances, 
whether it's, you know, I mean, there are so many different levels that we are under attack here that it's almost like we just want to give up and that's where we are. But, you know, there is, we are on the winning side. And I think that's the thing we need to remember is, is, is we are, this is a battle of light and dark and we know what side wins and what an awesome time to be alive. What an awesome time to make a difference. So I want to challenge and just please ask you, you know, this stuff only the, this, the darkness has power when it remains in, in darkness, evil has power when they remain in darkness, we can bring it to light, you know, and I want to thank Chelsea for, I mean, I can't even imagine how many sleepless nights to bring all this together. Uh, the least we can do is please share it with your friends. We need to get this information out. Call your your representatives. Those who these are your representatives that are involved in this in this scandals and stuff, call them out. Ask yeah. them what they're doing. Share the video with them. Tell them to come. We're happy to bring these guys on and have a conversation. If we're missing something here, let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want to throw in. A, I mean, look, if you're a good person and, and and there's and we're missing the ball here, we're just we just see a country that's that is that is on the verge of falling. And anyone who has kids should be terrified of what's coming. Right. And, and if we don't stand up and get the corruption under control, we are going to pay a price that every nation in the history of this world has paid once they let their politicians get out of control. Yep. So share this with your friends. <laughs> uh, special thanks to Jane and Still. Um, and all of our, all the advertisers and sponsors, people who are helping us financially because, you know, it obviously it's, it's, difficult to get this to get this level of a show out and so thank you for our our advertisers and and uh, for people who are listening feel free to go our website you can donate you can buy our shirts um but please help us get this information out we are in a war and it is information warfare the left understands it and it's not the left the establishment understands it and they own the media we have to get control of the media we need to get control of the of the narrative and that's what we're doing here so We are going to win. God bless you guys. God bless America. And thanks for joining with us today.